Welcome to the Indoor Environmental Quality Podcast. I'm Chris White, one of the project managers at Wynn White Consulting Engineers in Baton Rouge. Thank you for joining us for this episode. In today's episode, we're going to talk about whether or not you should try to pull up carpet when there's old floor tile or sheet vinyl beneath the carpet. So before I dive into this, I got to give full disclosure. Environmental consulting, particularly asbestos-related work, is our business. It's our main business, and we've been doing this work for over 30 years. So depending on how you look at the tips I have in this episode and what I'm going to say about this subject, you might say I'm biased. I am admitting that up front, but this podcast is not about getting us more work. It's about helping people avoid certain environmental risk, whether it's mold, lead, and asbestos demolition, environmental hazards like that. So why this topic and why now? I was on a project earlier this week and it was the exact situation I mentioned earlier. A contractor was pulling up old carpet and found old floor tile underneath the carpet. And so when they were pulling up the carpet, the floor tile, the old floor tile was actually stuck to the bottom of the carpet. And they didn't know what the floor tile was. They didn't know if it had any asbestos in it or not. And luckily the contractor stopped what they were doing. Now, in my experience, some of that old flooring, when you're pulling carpet up and there's old flooring underneath it, always gets pulled up with the carpet. And the same goes for sheet vinyl flooring or linoleum. Now, in this case, we weren't talking about one room or one office. This was on the second floor of an office building and it was probably about it was, it was about 5,000 square feet just uh, on this floor of this building. The building owner asked us to sample the floor tile and mastic. And so we had it analyzed for asbestos. Uh, mastic is the glue that sticks the floor tile down most often to the concrete. And so the sample results showed that the floor tile and the mastic both contained asbestos. So the good news is the floor tile wasn't broken up in too many places after the contractor had pulled up all that carpet. And this kind of thing happens all the time. We see this a lot, whether it's in office buildings, schools, uh, universities, hospitals, uh, hotels, wherever. Old buildings with old flooring, somebody laid carpet over it, and now somebody decides, hey, we want to take up this carpet and start pulling it up, and that old floor tile often sticks to the to the back side of the carpet and comes with it. And by the way, I got to mention, this floor tile was 12-inch floor tile. And really quick, hopefully really quickly anyway, I'm going to go off on a kind of a tangent about floor tile. A lot of building owners, architects, engineers, and contractors think that 12-inch floor tile never contains asbestos, and that is false. Even if the 12-inch floor tile does not contain asbestos, a lot of times the black mastic underneath the tile does. So don't let anybody ever tell you that 12-inch floor tile never contains asbestos. Now, it's it's not 100% of the time, but there's no way to tell for sure without sampling really any material, whether it's got asbestos or not. You've got to get lab results back that tell you one way or the other. So in the case where there's non-asbestos floor tile, over asbestos containing mastic there's no realistic way to remove and dispose a floor tile without having some of the mastic being stuck to the floor tile so even if the 12 inch floor tile doesn't have it a lot of times that mastic does and if it's black mastic that's more than 50 percent of the time going to be asbestos and 12 inch floor tile 
uh, if, if the 12 inch floor tiles got some age to it, it's probably 60, 40 or 70, 30, whether it has asbestos versus not having asbestos. Now, if the floor tile that you're talking about is that old nine inch floor tile, that almost 100% of the time contains asbestos. And so what if you have asbestos underneath the carpet and the asbestos flooring is coming up at the carpet? What do you do? And what happens if the floor tile breaks? I mean, floor tile and other materials that we call non-friable materials that are in good shape, those are relatively low risk on the asbestos risk scale anyway. But when you start breaking things up, if you you break it into small pieces or you sand it, you hammer it, you drill it, you cut it, that's when you can, uh, you may not cause it to become friable like the classic pipe insulation example maybe you've seen with asbestos, but it'll deteriorate and you can actually release significant amounts of fibers during removing and breaking up materials like that. So at any rate, if you're pulling up that carpet and you're breaking the floor tile or, or some of it's still stuck to the floor and you go to chip on it or you go hitting it with a hammer, what's that risk? What's the risk to the flooring contractor or to you if you're working in that building or if you're the building owner? And we've actually seen harmful asbestos concentrations in work areas like this. We've done air sampling uh, after this type of work and even though that's a non-friable asbestos containing material, there can still be enough airborne asbestos to fail EPA clearance test requirements for schools. Uh, so if you, if you don't have the proper personal protective equipment, if you don't have respirators, and if you don't know what you're doing, you can actually create a pretty dangerous situation. And in the United States, some states will allow removal of asbestos containing floor tile as long as it remains intact. And then a contractor can take the floor tile and the carpet to construction debris landfill. If your floor guy says they can pull up all the carpet and not have any of the old flooring come with it, I doubt that. But let's say they can, but then they're gonna have to put the carpet and the floor tile in a dumpster or some other kind of container and then drive it to a landfill and put it in the ground. And sometime during any of those steps, that floor tile is going to break. It's just a question of how badly is that floor tile going to break and what what kind of condition is that going to create? So I really don't care what the government says or what the regulations allow. What if your contractor follows the regulations, but people still wind up at risk? It's not a good situation. So I would recommend having an asbestos abatement contractor do the work and dispose of the materials properly. You know, you could get into situations where, depending on the conditions that are created, you could have OSHA violations, at least here in the U.S. You could violate EPA regulations. So if you don't know what those regulations are, or if you have a state uh, state regulatory agency, like here in Louisiana, we have the Department of Environmental Quality, you need to know what their requirements are before starting a project. And then how do you dispose of the carpet and floor tile? And let's say... Let's say you think that you're going to you're going to separate the carpet from the floor tile that might have asbestos, but what if that carpet has some floor tile stuck to it? What how do you how do you treat that material? Is it asbestos or is it construction debris? What do you what do you do with it? So, anyhow, 
I ran into this this week and I I kind of I, I bumped this week's topic because I really wanted to talk about this at some point and the fact that it happened this week on a project just kind of made it a no-brainer to to record this week and get this out there because this is something that that we see a lot and it's not 100% avoidable but this does this does happen a lot and I want to try to help people avoid the risk that can come from these projects or this type of work. So here's some tips for handling this situation. So number one, before doing any renovations, find out what your local regulations are, especially those concerning asbestos. So building owners or homeowners often rely on contractors to tell them what problems can come up on projects, including asbestos. But to be fair to contractors, even though they're experienced, they may know a lot about the regulations. No one has x-ray vision, so expecting somebody to see beneath floors, inside walls, above ceilings, whatever, that's just not realistic. So what can happen, though, is, is the building owner will rely on the contractor to give them advance notice of any kind of asbestos problem or other environmental problems. But the contractor often relies on the building owner to provide asbestos survey reports for renovation work areas. So if there's no survey, the contractor might just assume there's no asbestos anywhere and then they just go on and get to work. So the owner's looking to the contractor to help them avoid a problem and the contractor's looking to the owner to help them avoid a problem. And if there's not really good communication, then you could wind up having a problem maybe through no fault of anybody. All right, tip number two, try to find out in advance what potential problems are in the work area. So I always say the best surprise is no surprise. It's a good idea to get a good asbestos inspection or survey so you'll know if you're disturbing or removing materials that could cause you problems unless you handle them properly. So if you're working in an area with carpet and you don't know what's underneath, get a trained and as accredited asbestos inspector to check. Tip number three, pick a discrete place like a corner, the edge of a wall or somewhere and pull up some carpet and check underneath. If you find floor tile or mastic or sheet vinyl underneath, either sample it and find out if it's asbestos or treat the floor underneath as if it's asbestos. Tip number four, if you're not going to sample the materials, it's okay to assume materials contain asbestos but it's not okay to assume materials do not contain asbestos. So in other words, if you're going to guess on the material and if you're going to be wrong or if you're going to make a mistake as far as your guess, guess the worst and then hope for the best as opposed to, well, I'm just going to roll the dice and I'm going to pretend like it might not contain asbestos when maybe it does. Tip number five, Get a licensed asbestos abatement contractor to remove and dispose of the carpet and the flooring for you and make sure they contain the work area. So the the sheet plastic, you know, the the plastic tent that people will build around a work area. Make sure they do that. Uh, The reason why you do that is in case there's any uh, asbestos fibers released, any dust, anything like that, it's, it's in that containment. It stays inside that work area and doesn't get in the rest of the building or outside. And then they can clean that area up before you, uh, before you reoccupy the work area and finish the rest of the work. Now, this might cost more in the short run, but it can help you avoid problems down the road. Tip number six, 
if you're doing asbestos abatement, have a third-party company that's independent of the contractor take air samples during and after the abatement. Okay, well, what the heck does that mean? Have somebody that does testing come in, do some air monitoring while they're doing the work to monitor what the airborne asbestos fiber levels are, and then afterwards have them do a good visual inspection and then air sampling in that area to see what the airborne asbestos levels are if they're acceptable if they meet clearance criteria and i you know i could go on and on about what those are and if you if you want to know what those are uh well first off you can google it pretty pretty easily but if you if you have any questions about that just just give me an email or you know send me a message or put it in the comments in the show but anyhow uh have the have this third party take air samples after abatement we call it clearance testing. So have clearance testing run and then make sure the contractor meets that criteria. Tip number seven, if it's concrete only underneath that carpet, you should be okay, but make sure there's no other flooring underneath. So what will happen is sometimes you'll see an area with just concrete underneath the carpet and then there'll be old flooring just a few feet away, all in the same room, but it's hidden and so you can't see it until you start pulling up that carpet. So take the work slow, and if you notice old flooring, stop the work and then find out what you're dealing with. So if you run into any of this and you need some help, send me an email. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do my best to help anyone who knows, you know, who, who runs into this, and I'll do it for free. So, you know, like I said, I, I want to help people avoid these kind of problems. So send me an email. Um, reach out to me on the social media, whatever, and I'll do what I can over the wire or over the phone even. Um, Okay, so that's it. That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review at iTunes or on your favorite podcast player. To contact us or to learn more about Win White Consulting Engineers, visit our website, www.winwhite.com. And if you have suggestions for a show topic, please contact us. You can find me, Chris White, on Twitter and Instagram at Chris White PE. Thanks for listening.